0: Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of the Kenyan Wall Street podcast. My name is Ali Mokaneno, I'll be your host today. So, today with us we have Radhika Bachu, who is the founder of Ndovo Investments. And we will talk about the importance of investments in general and digital investments and how that is shaping Africa and Kenya. And then, Radhika will introduce her company, Ndovo Investments, what they do and what they're looking to impact in Kenya and in Africa in general. Hi, Radhika.
1: Hi, Ali. How are you?
0: I'm amazing. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, who are you, and how did you come to start Dover Investments?
1: Oh, yeah. So, um, so I'm originally Kenyan, uh, born and raised here, and I went off to London to study. And from a very young age, I was really passionate about finance and always wanting to use money to create more money so that I could have a better life. Um, So, when I graduated from university, I went to work at Deloitte um, on their graduate scheme, where I joined their investment strategy team, working with pension schemes to devise um, an investment strategy for them and looking to see how much they needed to pay out for their employees when they retire. So, we would look at the money they had today. Um, so that we can invest it in a proper way, so that when these employees retire, they have an, enough money to live a better life. Um, so I did a lot of work there around um, asset liability modeling and a lot of technical stuff. Um, and then I moved on to BlackRock, which is the world's largest asset manager. Um, and there I worked with pension schemes to make sure we were creating innovative solutions that help solve their day-to-day p- uh, pension problems. Right. Um, and what that did was eventually let us... Uh, let let us help them uh, provide the everyday person, so the the pension person, a better life um, when they come to retirement. Um, And then recently in November, I moved back to Kenya and I was really interested to understand how people were saving, how people were using their savings to create more money. Um, And what I was actually really surprised to find was that there was a lack of tools uh, to help the everyday person access financial markets And what I also found was that there was a lack of innovation in the capital market industry. Um, And let's take a step back. I think um, a lot of people in this day and age um, have learned how to save. Um, And saving is a great step, and it's a great tool to have. Um, But the reality is that African countries generally have high rates of inflation. So that if you're saving your money today in a savings account, you may have 1,000 shillings today, but in three years time, um, because of inflation, what you can buy with a thousand shillings today is a lot less what you could buy in three years time. Um, so it's great knowing how to save, but I think it's really important to also learn how to invest that money so that eventually you can create better financial futures for your, for your children, um, for yourself. Um, so yeah, so um, having that lack of tools here that provides the everyday person um, access to financial markets and helping them grow their wealth. Um, we came up with Indovu. Yes.
0: I think I think it's, it's it's really important that you've talked about your, your passion and as well as how you've been in different parts of the world um, working with, with different investment companies. To so that, I have a question. Yeah, um, how how is how is the culture of uh, savings and investments say in um, in Africa? different from how it is in the in the US and in the UK, just based on your personal interactions with different portfolios.
1: Yeah, no, definitely I think in um, the UK and the US, there are more traditional ways of saving. And the fact that people are more familiar on a day-to-day basis with stocks, shares, bonds, um they are better at thinking about their finances. Whereas in Kenya and and Africa, there's actually uh, non-traditional ways of saving. So when I moved back, um, you know, I'd previously heard about chamas and circles, um, but actually being more on the ground and doing a lot more research, I think there's such great non-traditional ways of uh, saving together. So uh, people, you know, as you know, in chamas come together, save together, and then they might make an investment, which doesn't necessarily happen in the West. Um, You know, it's very much more like individual saving, um, and they're more familiar with investment platforms and savings so they can do it on their own um, and what's beautiful to see that in Africa people have come together to create different types of ways of uh, investing and maybe you can say like it's innovation in its own way um, and that's basically the difference whereas in Kenya you would go in, a, in groups of people and you'd save together and you would invest in the west you very much do that on your own um, and in the west I think you're, it's the industry is better equipped to help individuals to invest whereas in africa and kenya that's that lags behind um, and therefore forces people to come together to invest together
0: i think i think that's that's a very good point and i'll 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 talk about more on uh, the difference difference culture and how it for it it informs your company you earlier you talked about digital investments and um the, the difference in innovation, rather, in the African space versus other markets in, in general. What are some of the innovations in, in investments that are coming up right now?
1: Uh, in, can, in Africa or in the West?
0: Well, in Africa, in the West, as well as, you know, some other innovations that would come in the future.
1: Yeah, no, so I think, I think, I guess, first of all, it's really important to timeline where Africa is when you compare it to the West. So if we were looking at the digital investment space in Kenya today, you could say that Kenya and Africa is probably around 10 to 15 years behind um, US and Europe. And when you compare it to uh, other developing countries like India, the Kenya economy and innovation um, within this market, you can say, is five years behind India. And recently in India, you can, there has been a significant rise in um, the digital investment space, um, and there's been a, dish, a, a significant uptake of these financial tools in India. So naturally, as countries uh, grow and progress, uh, Ke- Kenya and Africa will get to the state that India is today. Um, and you can see that um, in the last few years, we've seen an increase in companies providing digital lending Facilities. Uh, But in terms of digital investment options, there's been very little activity. So, um, you know, in today's landscape in Kenya, if you wanted to invest in the financial market, you would have to go through the manual process of seeking out an independent financial advisor to get some advice. You would then have to manually fill in paperwork, and there's a long account opening process. And then to find that you're actually investing in traditional mutual funds, which have been around for decades. Um, So I think in this digital uh, investment space, the innovation that will come around is in twofold. One is the product. So the Kenyan market especially is uh, filled with mutual funds, which are great traditional products. But in the West, there are better, low cost, uh, more transparent solutions that you can use that do exactly what a mutual fund does. And those are known as exchange traded funds, which are ETFs. So there's still some product innovation that needs to come about. Um, and another thing that is still yet to come in uh, Kenya is more of a um, competitive pricing, uh, uh, competitive pricing for the products that are available in um, Africa. So uh, when you compare fees and prices from to the US and India, uh, Africa fares to be a little bit more expensive. Um, and eventually, when there is more innovation in the digital space, that that will force uh, price competition, and 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 that. Price competition is beneficial to investors because that means you're getting more uh, buck for your money, uh, bang for your money. Sorry, um, and actually, what I've seen recently because of COVID, uh, there's been an increase in um, the speed of digitalization in the investment market, with the local local regulator, the CMA, encouraging people to invest online. Um, and then recently, Ali, you must have seen that the uh, Nairobi Stock Exchange recently uh, launched their app. Where you can get digital information about the stocks on the Nairobi Stock Exchange, but at this stage you still can't trade. So you know there still needs to be a, um, I guess, a move to being able to trade online, and that's what Adovu essentially does.
0: And then we we have you guys. Yeah. Um, How is how is Adovu leveraging on um, on digital digital investments to help sort of improve the Kenyan and African outlook towards investments and I'm actually curious of how you guys are planning to to bring in both product and pricing innovation to to bridge the gap in years between say Kenya and India and Africa and the world in general tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, the way DERVU was founded, I, we did a lot of research, so my co-founders and I did a lot of research to understand why are currently savings sitting in, in savings accounts and not being invested. And we went out and we, uh, we ran a survey um, and we spoke to local Kenyans, interviewed them, and we learned three things. So first, we learned that Kenyans would like to invest, but they find it difficult because they don't know where to start and they need advice. Uh, Secondly, for those bunch of Kenyans who've already tried investing, they find it difficult to compare options because the information about uh, investment options such as mutual funds isn't easily available. And then lastly, if you get to that stage of where you've overcome finding the right information and knowing where to invest, the minimums required to invest are quite high. Um, And so what Endovo does, it tackles all these three challenges. And it's a micro-investment platform that provides easy access to African's financial markets. So how does it work? Um, you know, Ndobu helps the everyday person understand their personal finances and their ability to take risk by asking a series of questions. Um, and this process is known as RoboAdvisory. Um, RoboAdvisory is actually a, a digital way of providing financial advice Whereas previously you would have a human financial advisor actually asking you the same questions to come to the same conclusions. Um, And the way we're bringing innovation and bringing down costs is that when you do this process digitally, uh, the cost of doing business uh, comes down. Um, So for example, if um, you were today to go seek out a financial independent advisor, they would charge you on average uh, 5%. So if you were investing, a thousand shillings um, today. That five percent would be fifty bob. But through using a digital product like Ndobu, uh that does exactly what a human advisor would do, but we do it using technology. We're charging you twenty bob. So that cost saving is already being passed on to the investor, um, which is which is innovation in itself. Um, and what we do is once we help you understand what type of investor you are. Um, we actually aggregate all the mutual funds in the market and we show you uh, we allow you to compare what would be the best and best mutual fund that you should go into um, and then we allow you to invest small amounts of money into these mutual funds um, and The beauty about Indogo is that we really want to change uh, uh, the people 's financial literacy levels and we do that by providing uh, snackable education content along the way so you're overall improving your understanding of markets which means that you become more confident and and comfortable in investing more money which then in turn means that you're earning more returns in the long term and that could mean you're actually you know being able to go on that one additional holiday that you wouldn't have been able to go and it just helps you uh be more smart with your money and allows you to create a better financial future for 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 yourself
0: I, I think that's really amazing. And, you know, whenever you start anything with Robo, my mind just goes way into the future, you know?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and just thinking on that, I want us to imagine a situation, yeah? Radhika, mm-hmm. 20 years from now, after um, digital investments and and Robo Advisory has really picked up traction in, in the continent I and mean, in Kenya specifically, what are some or what what is the change that people are going to, to see? Or rather, what will robo-advisory eventually achieve in the future?
1: Mm-hmm. So I think, like, I, I agree with you actually, Ali. Whenever anybody says robo-advisory, it's like, well, what? what's going on? It, it seems like in the future. But essentially, um, robo-advisory is just a digital way of uh, providing advice. So it's nothing out of, the, uh, out of the norm, it's just a digital way rather than a human interaction. And as time progresses and things go on, uh, the one key change um, robo-advisory will bring about, especially in Africa, is that um, it will, you do not need to have several financial degrees in order to invest. So it will just change the way people think of investment and the perception about investment. And it will provide um, every single individual who is wanting to invest guidance and confidence that they're managing their investments in a correct manner. Um, And the more comfortable, again, people become at investing, it means they'll be more smarter with their money and they'll be allocating more money to financial markets. And this overall in Africa will drive a lot of money to the financial market industry. If you were to look at the market today, there's a lot of institutional money that sits there. But in terms of retail investors, a lot of retail investors um, invest money in land um, and in other projects such as livestock, and uber cars and it's a very different landscape what robo advisory will let you do is have a different tool in your financial toolkit uh, but giving you access to financial markets so that more and more people will be able to actually uh be participate in financial markets secondly the biggest change it will drive is bringing down costs Um, today when you compare um, how much you pay for a money market fund in Africa, it's uh, somewhere between 1% to 2%. And that's simply a cash fund, right? Um, And if you looked at what people pay abroad for a cash fund, it's somewhere between 0.2% to 0.7%. So um, eventually, robo-advisory in Africa will lead to uh, lower fees, which means that investors will be earning more returns because they're paying less. Um, and then lastly i expect robo advisory to drive significant innovation um, in the african financial markets Um, if i look at the markets where they are today i feel like the the kenyan market has been doing the same thing as far as i can remember Um, and when you compare it to the west it's significantly behind the curve in terms of innovation Um, and robo advisory especially a digital product like ndovu will force the current market players Um, And these are big names and they have the ability to innovate, uh, but they just haven't been innovating. And I don't know what the reason is, but this will definitely drive them to think of uh, innovation in terms of product innovation, as well as uh, thinking of processes of managing risk better. Um, And that's how I see the landscape of investments changing um, in the future. Yeah,
0: thank you so much for it, guys. Um, I think... I think that's, that's, that's it for me, Radhika. Unless there's something else you wanted to add. I, I cannot wait to see the shift in, in how people perceive, perceive investments in Kenya. And actually, like how you talked about um, most of the retail money or money from individuals goes to, goes to different projects. And sometimes that limits their the investment options. And I cannot wait to see what um, RoboAdvisory in, in general, and specifically Ndovo has in store for us.
1: Mm-hmm. No, definitely, and I think I'll just leave um, with one closing remark is that um, it is very important that we continue to educate ourselves um, and become smarter with our money, because that means we are one step closer to um, eradicating poverty just generally. So the vision for Indovo is really to help people um, think about their finances in a, in a more manageable way so that eventually they can send their children off to better schools, who will then come back and create better jobs, who will then eventually um, those benefits trickle down to people at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, and I think that's really important for us because it's, it's being done in the West. You know, People in the West are becoming uh, more richer and, and because they're just being smarter with their money. So why should we not have those same opportunities um, in Kenya and Africa?
0: I, I think that's I think that's what um, people anticipate too. And uh I, and I don't know. I I have a question really good. You know, I, sorry things keep coming back in my head.
1: <laughs> no, that's fine.
0: There's this uh there's this uh urge to innovate more right now with with, uh, with, with COVID nineteen and and we're we're seeing a lot of push as, as you said earlier the nsc now has an app and cma is pushing for guys to invest online what what are some of the things in in, in terms of policy which you think might help to fast track innovations in 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 the general investment space in kenya this is just the head. just give you give your opinion i'd like to hear what you have
1: so Ali, I feel like I need to be uh, politically correct um, because I can have some really left-wing views. Um, but I think the government generally or like policy change generally um, needs to really encourage young entrepreneurs, which they are doing this to be fair, um, you know, encourage young entrepreneurs to to think, to bring innovation. Um, but I think it, innovation needs to be led by the the key market players today. There are some fund managers who are already thinking about innovation. Um, but what surprises me the most is that mutual funds have been around for years and ETFs have actually been around for 10 years, but they haven't seemed to come to to Kenya yet. Um, and I think we need like the senior leadership at fund managers to drive um, investment policy where they're deliberately thinking about how to bring better products to, to, to Africa. And because these senior leaders have the, um, the, you know, the standing in society, they can really drive uh, uh, that, in, that intervention of new products coming into the market that benefit the underlying investor. Um, so as much as, um, you know, it, it's great for a new startup to bring in new things and it, bring, it gives us a lot of white space. What would make me really happy is to see, you know, one or two of the larger fund managers bringing in new products, uh, because that forces the entire industry to move in, an, in the right direction. Um, yeah, and those are my thoughts in terms of policy. Um, it starts with us, and we definitely need to continue to always innovate and do what's right by our clients and, and making sure we're giving them the best possible um, solution that can help them achieve a better financial future. Thank
0: you so much, guys. I think we'll... Thank you so much, Radhika. Thank you, guys. I think we'll wrap it up at this. Um, that was Radhika Bachu, founder of Ndovu Investments. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Ali. Bye-bye.